How about that cigar? How about that cigar? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Drew Estate Cigar Studios for episode 152 of How About That Cigar Live. And check out the new digs. Oh, I know, right? What? Yeah, a little bit of a new background. Still a work in progress, but uh, yeah, yeah, we more were, changes to come. We were in here all day yesterday, pretty much working on the studio, and uh, things are coming along. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Yeah, Dude. it's gonna, it, and it's it's only gonna get better from here. So we're excited about it. Uh, thank you guys as always for watching live on Facebook, live on YouTube, and for you guys listening after the fact on the audio podcast. Thank you so much for listening when you drive down the road, when you work out, whatever it is you do when you listen to cigar podcasts. Thanks for making how about that that cigar a part of it. And again, we are here in the beautiful Drew Estate Cigar Studios, and let's remind you about the fantastic Barn Smoker program, and it is returning in twenty. 2022 bigger and better than ever before the 2022 barn smoker program will consist of the following events in claremont florida may 13th through the 15th strasburg pennsylvania july 15th and 16th ellington connecticut august 12th through the 14th hopkinsville kentucky september 30th through october 1st and the big savage feast in parker texas october 21st and 22nd on the Friday night before every Barn Smoker event, Drew Estate will host a DE25 exclusive pre-party where attendees will be the first to experience new cigar launches from Drew Estate. The DE25 exclusive pre-parties will allow Drew Estate to share the excitement of the 25-year milestone with more people in an intimate setting with fantastic food and incredible live entertainment. For more information about the 2022 Barn Smokers, including a full breakdown of the ticket tier prices and options, please visit barnsmoker.com. So, it's been a crazy week. Dude. Got the studio remodel way well underway. Yeah. Um, Sports-wise, spring training is underway. Twins are doing pretty well in spring yep. training. They look pretty good. Um. The season for the Twins opens on April 7th. Mm -hmm. I believe it's a home game uh, season opener for the Twins. Um, the Wild have won six in a row. And it's we've been talking about it all season for hockey. The what the Wild, the Wild don't they either win six or they lose six, or they win eight, or they and they and they lose eight. There's no win a game, then lose two, then you know win two and then lose one it's either a it, it's a long streak of whichever it is whether it's wins or losses and i don't know um we'll see how it goes um will smith went crazy last night <laughs> i don't really I'm know so that's all it. i put in my notes is will smith went crazy last night. i don't even know what else to say about it yeah i almost did the uh statistic for that for numero de los muertos oh <laughs> Well, I, I the like, funny I thing wanna, is, I, I didn't even want to watch the Oscars. I wasn't even. But we yeah, we finished working in here, and I went inside, and my wife and I were working on tax stuff, and um, she had the Oscars on the TV in the background, and you you can hear all of a sudden Chris Rock is talking, and then the picture's still there, and then the sound goes off for briefly, and then after the sound went off, the picture went black. And we're, I thought something's wrong with the TV. And then a few seconds later, it comes back and everybody's got these awkward, uncomfortable looks on their faces. And we were sitting there thinking, what the hell just happened? So, yeah, uh, that was, and, and the, of course, the, as always happens in social media, 
the meme memosphere oh, has God. gone absolutely ape shit yep. over this whole thing that happened at the Oscars last night. Oh, um, Ronnie, Ronnie, we need a new troll. We do need it. Will you be our troll? Please be our Ronnie, new troll. Please be our new troll. Um, and I want to remind everybody, actually, and I'm going to share my screen uh, briefly here uh, because we want to talk about a great uh, a raffle for a great cause that our friends over at Smoking Tobacco, uh, Matt and Nicole, um, are working together with a lot of great cigar companies, including uh, uh, our, the Fuentes and J.C. Newman and many other companies. Um, and they're having a raffle to support the Cigar Family Charitable Foundation. Uh, and part of that raffle is that they are, um, they have a ton of things that you guys can, uh, basically you can go and sign up for the raffle and you can see it on your screen right now. And they're essentially their entry options for all the, these different price packages they have, uh, and from so many different great cigar companies and you guys can, you know, sign up for this and check out the entry options and all of it goes to, uh, like I said, it goes to the Cigar Family Charitable Foundation, which is a foundation put together by the Newmans and the Fuentes that gives education opportunities. It gives medical care and schooling and, and so many other things uh, to give back to these people who uh, put their heart and soul and blood and sweat and tears into the cigar business. These people who, um, you know, make these cigars that we love and enjoy every day. Yep. Uh, and it's, it's a opportunity for us to give back to them. So please check that out. Um, I believe we're going to put the link in the comments. Uh, we'll make sure that the link goes up at least a couple times during the show here. Um, and, uh, get you guys more info about that. Um, so let's get right into it, I think. I think we should. Yeah, let's do it. So let's bring on our special guest of the evening on episode 152. And as always, special guests on How About That Cigar Live are brought to us by our friends at Corona Cigar Company. Corona Cigar Company and CoronaCigar.com, the Internet's largest and easiest to use virtual cigar store. Corona Cigar Company offers you the finest handmade cigars, humidors, and cigar accessories at the absolute lowest possible price. You'll also find unique and limited cigars containing Florida sun-grown tobacco. As a proud American, president and founder of Corona Cigar Company, Jeff Borshowitz believed it was possible to bring cigar tobacco farming back to Florida. At Corona Cigar Company and CoronaCigar.com, you'll find the best selection anywhere in the world of cigars containing this special Florida sun-grown tobacco. If you live in Florida or are just visiting, be sure to visit any of the great Corona Cigar locations in downtown Orlando, Sand Lake, Lake Mary, and also the Davidoff of Geneva Lounge in Tampa. For more info on all of that, please visit CoronaCigar.com and FloridaSungrown.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you would please, without further ado, please put your hands together and welcome to episode 152 of How About That Cigar Live from LFD, John Carney. John, welcome back to How About That Cigar Live, brother. How are you? Well, I was thought I was going to have to slap somebody to get a round of applause <laughs> around here. And, and honestly, I mean, I then it showed up. I as soon as I raised my hands, it came up. No, I'm doing great, guys. I'm 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 live from down the street from your guest sponsor, so it's even more appropriate um, than ever. I'm two miles down the street from downtown Corona, so I'm in my backyard here having a cigar 
had a busy day today. I had jury duty. That went pretty smoothly. I didn't actually have to be on a trial. We were almost one-on-one. -on -one. We were talking off the air. Almost went on a trial. And then about one minute before they let us in, uh, some sort of a settlement or something happened. Um, I'm sure probably what happened is the judge I was that we were supposed to be with was trying um, like a repeat offenders essentially on like excessive DUI, so felonies with driving type situations. I'm sure what happened was the lawyers were like, whoever it was, I'm going to say, assume it was a guy. And they were probably like, dude, if this goes in front of a jury, you're absolutely effed. Um, <clears throat> so they were probably like, yeah, like in front of the jury, they're going to convict you and you're going to get the full sentence or you just say you're guilty and you take the sentence that the, the, the honorable judge was offering. So I think that's probably what went down was hey, sure. the jury's outside. They're about to put you away. But then then after that today, I had um, I made my return to the smoking tobacco show for our announcement on. I hadn't been on in forever. I, I try to be on as much. But since my baby came, I haven't been on more than probably once in the last five months. But yeah, we announced, I appreciate you guys supporting that um, and mentioning that fundraiser there. So we went through all the prizes and, and announced that. So we're already, we're already halfway for what we did last year in just like 10 hours. So wow. um, certainly a exciting nice. year. And, uh, we, you know, we have a goal internally that we're looking to hit, but uh, definitely a great cause. And, uh, you know, it's, it's mm -hmm. something so unique to the cigar industry. Um, and all the media is getting involved in it now, which has been great. And Matthew and Nicole <clears throat> really headed that up. But uh, there's really nothing quite like that in terms of a fundraiser. It was one of the more successful fundraisers held last year outside of the Toast Across Americas for the Cigar right. Family Charity Foundation. So it's been a great cause. And thank, so thank you guys for sharing that. But most of all, I'm happy I'm back. Yeah. I'm back on the show. It's been a Absolutely. while. I'm back. It has I'm been here. A while. And we're getting it done. Well, and the thing that I didn't I didn't get to share before the show, uh, as you were talking about jury duty, is I've I've served both times I've been called up. Oh, so you've, got, you've had to go the full distance. I have. Oh, wow. You've been un so unlucky. One time was a one day deal. It was like open and shut case. This woman called the cops on her ex-boyfriend and said that he was in the apartment with a with a gun. And when cops got there, there was nobody there, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it's because he was uh, 70 miles away, you know, oh, yeah. open and shut type of deal. Yeah. So that one was easy. The next one, not so easy. That was a four day. Well, four days isn't that bad. No, I know it can get much worse. But I mean, at it, least you didn't get on the OJ trial or something. That's a true story. You know, that's. Well, some of the trials, I guess you want to try to avoid are like uh, property disputes or like business disputes. So you have like some corporate stuff, um, you know, cl class action things. So yeah. I, I've had, I had a friend of mine that was on one for like five months. Um, it was crazy. Holy cow. Was, yeah. Like some weeks, he'd, some weeks he'd have to go in five days and then other weeks it was in for like one or two. And it was kind of like they found out off they found out you know a day or so before what they were going to have to do and yeah it went on for like five months it was crazy Good and i was like night. dude so every time i ran into him like i can't believe it. he's like i'm like hey i go last time i was in town you weren't here or whatever he's like oh yeah i'm still on the jury duty he's like so my work schedule's all over the place <laughs> and i'm like i'm like that's insanity and and they do compensate you you know fortunately you know i'm a salaried employee and you know my company pays me while i'm there but you know if your company is not paying you for the jury because they're not obligated to, 
um, especially in an extended period of time. I mean, the pay that you're getting for the compensation oh, is, is not probably what your job is. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, so it's got to be brutal. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's got to be brutal for some of these people. But no, it was a really positive process. I, I don't know if this was just an Orange County. Uh, this is the Orange County court, but it was a circuit court. Um, oh, okay. Ninth circuit. So it was... Um, it was good. I mean, they were super positive. Everybody was really nice. Like, thank you so much for being here. We did the Pledge of Allegiance, which I thought was awesome. Yeah. I hadn't done that for a long time. Uh, so, no, it was a great experience. They were super nice. And, you know, I'd mentioned earlier on the show, I said my other experiences in court haven't been that friendly. So, hopefully, that yeah. stays on the jury duty side of things. Well, I'm I'm getting a little jealous because you guys are smoking. So, yeah, it's time for me to light up my cigar tonight with the uh, the Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust toast can Ooh, let's do it when lighting your cigar it is important to be patient pay close attention to detail and focus on the tobacco in the same way steve Saka brings those same qualities to the ultra premium cigars of dunbarton tobacco and trust patience close attention and focus on the tobacco are the qualities that Saka and dunbarton tobacco and trust have become known for from sober mesa to umbagog dunbarton has a blend that will fit your palate your mood and any occasion Visit DunbartonCigars.com to learn more. That was beautiful. Aw. There we go. And I fired up so, a Oro, Oro Maduro. So there's already one question here um, in the chat box here in the yeah. comments. What kind of uh, what Crocs am I wearing? I'm wearing my American flag Crocs today. These are my outdoor Crocs. Dope. Outdoor Crocs. Um, Yep, and then my Crocs I had on earlier today were uh, a pair of 50th anniversary Magic Kingdom Crocs from Disney World. Those are my indoor Crocs. And then to jury duty, I wore a pair of Cole Hans. Not Crocs. Garrett's a Cole Han guy. He's, he's, yeah, he's showing them off right now. Dude, that's the exact sneaker I wore, only it was uh, cloth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was cloth. It was the cloth version. Exact same shoe. Yeah. yeah great. Man, those things are comfortable. Gosh, most comfortable shoe. Yeah, I, I think I'm I wear gonna, now. I think I'm gonna go go and get myself some because you gotta. Everybody keeps talking about them. So Cole Han, like I can't jump on the train. I can't talk enough about Cole Han. I love yeah, no, no, it was excellent. I, I bought them like three days ago for a uh, for a luau thing my wife and I did, and I wanted to go with black black shoes, pink shorts, and a black Hawaiian shirt. So I ran into those. And I was like, man, those look really nice. And then I wore them one night, and they were they were a little. You know, I had a little bit breaking in to do one night. The next day, it was like I they were broken in in a day, and my foot adapted to it. Man, what a great pair of shoes. So, <clears throat> yeah, Mike Mike is saying, I bet I could make it to your house and crash the episode before it ends. <laughs> There's a fiver in it for you if you do. I'm going to say that. I'm going to I'm going to say. I'm, I'm going to say we should make that happen. Yeah, <laughs> we, we could. He's he's not too far away, and if he shows up, I got a I got a fire going in the backyard. I got a cigar with it. He knows how to already get into the back of the house, so you know he's he can see if he can make it happen. All right. What are you smoking, John? So I I lit up uh, before the show. I lit up a 2000 number three. This is the one that Lido smokes, the little box press Corona. Uh, it's from our 2000 series. It's now called the Cameroon Cabinet number three, but it still has the. Uh, 2000 series band on it. Um, that's Lito's favorite smoke. But I brought um, this was just my my after dinner smoke because I had a quick bite to eat in between um, the announcing the products with Matt and Nicole to this. I brought the TA49, 
as I'm going to smoke tonight. I had a bunch of these with me in Mexico last week. We used these as some samples for the a little special treat and samples for the TAA members and uh, TA49. Yeah. Nice. So looking forward to this. This is um, this one here is San Andreas wrapper and it has a Cameroon binder mm. and Dominican binder filler. So it should be really good. And it's got like five, six years of age on it. So, uh, yeah. So I got a couple of these that were left over that I brought back from Mexico. So I'm going to light one of these up tonight. Awesome. Dope. Um, so I want to jump in uh, and we're going to come back actually to the, the subject of the TAA in a minute. But I just kind of want to, as we jump in here, John, I want to uh, give everybody, all our viewers and listeners, uh, to have you give us an idea of, um, you know, what the last year has been like for LFD as far as, you know, sales, production, consumer engagement, that kind of thing. What kind of year have you guys had? Yeah, you know, I would say not just the last year, the last two years since since really COVID started in March. I think one of the ch most challenging things about the last year and a half, two years has been, uh, one, the industry as a whole experienced uh, significant growth, uh, a booming growth. I'm not saying it's the same situation when uh, we had the you know cigar boom in the 90s, but because this growth is almost bigger. Um, and there's going to be some retraction, but it's going to maintain, you know, a certain high level. Um, you know, the, the biggest challenge for us the last year and to kind of convey to consumers and retailers is we're, we're a small company brand recognition wise, we're huge. Um, uh, but you know, we made a few million, you know, we make a few million cigars a year and that's what we make. We slowly increase that production year after year. And right before COVID had hit, we had a, uh, quite substantial expansion that uh, really almost allowed us to double our production abilities. And we we had that for about two months and then the pandemic hit and then the factory was closed. Now, I, I think the biggest misconception with the size of our company is that when the pandemic was, was slowing down, people starting back to normal, that production was just back to normal and there weren't restrictions and curfews. I mean, there was big curfews in the Dominican Republic that lasted for much of the last 18 to 20 months. Um, there was also labor shortages, which are still being experienced now. Um, we're not, you know, where did the people go? Who knows? Part, you know, part of it was the increase in demand. People would jump around, uh, but there's still shortages at every factory, even the, the, the largest ones. Um, you know, so I'd say the biggest thing for, for us is we, we were at partial capacity and we still are. We're still at only 80%, which is 80% of that big growth we had, which is a really good thing. So you're going to start seeing products hit the market uh, this month and last month and next month. So you'll start to see an improvement in availability in a lot of products. Um, but you know, when you're, we were closed for two months, uh, March, April, and most of May. And then you go back to 20, 30% capacity, which is tiny. Um, yeah. and we were fortunate, we were fortunate in 2020 that we had a lot of cigars, uh, because of the expansion that we experienced right at the end of 2019. And they, you know, it took about three years to do that because when you build in, when you expand, you want to build from the base up. So you make sure you're creating the similar product as, as humanly possible and consistent as possible. Is you can easily grow and make different, you know, make a different product that's subpar or uh, not as consistent, but that, that, you know, that, then that has its own challenges in it. But, you know, close for three months and then at partial capacity for an entire year, 50% or below all of 2020, 50% for most of 2021, and then ending 2020, uh, 21 in this, the last quarter in September, October, November, essentially at about 80% where we're at now, you know, you really didn't start to see, you know, the influence of the increase in production until really March, you know, March of this year. 
Um, you know, and then, and of course, like every, like every industry that's booming, uh, when you can't make enough and it's the busiest time that you've ever experienced, they take a month off for the holidays. Right. So yeah. deserved, but then you, you're closed for another month. So then it pushes you behind a little bit. So I, I'd say the biggest, the biggest thing for us, sales were obviously great. We had two and a half to three really great years, um, but we didn't experience a ton of growth because we were really playing uh, from a flat standpoint where we had this expansion, which allowed us to almost double our production, but then we were working at partial at half capacity or less for most of that time. So we're really just starting to experience what a lot of the big, big companies experienced over the last two years is that huge growth. Now there will be some retraction this year, but again, we're small. Uh, so we're going to have a big growth year this year. We already are. Uh, the quality has been maintained really well. Of course, there's already some challenges as a natural product. But, uh, you know, I'm anticipating a really strong 2022, a really strong 23. And then in 2024, we'll get back to a little bit more standard growth and single digit growth um, as the industry kind of corrects, too. But, uh, yeah. yeah, that was the biggest challenge to portray to people and explain. They're like, oh, you know, you're having this big boom. Why don't you have more cigars? What well, We're trying our best. But, you know, if we had 100 people working, now there's 50. Uh, you know, so that, yeah. that was most of the year. And it takes time, months until you mm -hmm. see um see that so i think that was the biggest challenge the biggest thing that i run into and the biggest thing i smile about uh, but you know for those that have been waiting and wondering what's going on there there are more cigars on the way and i said this month and not next month are going to be a really big growth we're really going to get back to a point where we're, we're really only a month behind uh in the next few months where we've been five months six months seven months mm -hmm. uh behind on on production you know we're really getting back to a point where we're going to be in about two months will be new orders will be about 30 days out which would be a nice place to be. Now, as you guys, you know, obviously with all of the restrictions and everything and dealing with those bumps, as you ramp back up to full capacity, are you running into um, any logistical stuff? You know, so much of it is when you're at capacity and everybody's running on muscle memory and you've got this well-oiled machine and you've had to dial it back. And now that you're ramping back up, are you guys running into... Any of those uh, sticky cogs? Well, the biggest challenge has been, as I said, now is labor. I said, you have some, you have a core group of rollers that really stick around that have been with you and are loyal. And then, you know, then there's a group of rollers that want to jump around, whoever's paying the most. Um, you know, if the factory is experiencing ma massive growth, like a lot of, most everybody has, they're going to jump to whoever's paying the most. Upfront bonuses were being paid. Um, and then, and then there's just people that aren't there anymore that used to be rollers. Who knows where they went? Maybe they jumped on an airplane and, you know, came across the border and flew to New York or wherever, wherever they went. Um, and there's just a shortage everywhere. So we, we started uh, the biggest, biggest challenge in that has been finding people that aren't just traditionally rollers, people that want jobs, you know, and this is something we talked a little bit before. And we always had a small little rolling school, but we really ramped that up over the last six months. Um, so people that want jobs that are looking to work, uh, which is a lot of them, uh, we can teach you how to roll a cigar. You know, we can teach you that. It doesn't have to just be somebody who's, you know, a generational thing. Uh, so we started a rolling school with our factory supervisor, who's a master roller. Um, and uh, we've been doing that for the last six months and had a lot of success with that. Uh, we just graduated uh, a large group towards the end of the year, and they came back towards the beginning of the year, which was great. So I would say there's not a lot of hiccups or anything mm -hmm. uh, in regards to the production when things are going along well, as I said, because you keep that strong core group 
Um, and I would say probably half of our staff stuck around for the most part. Um, and we were really filling that other half. And then you filled it with rollers who are looking for a great place to work, uh, rollers that were looking for a job. Uh, you know, we tend to pay a little slightly a little higher. Um, so that's always a positive thing. And then the longevity and the reputation we have in the Dominicans are great. Things. So we have high quality people that understand and respect what we're doing um, and what the, you know, the brand is built upon. Uh, so I say that that hiccup was really the labor side of it. And that rolling school, which is, I think we'll get into that a little bit more because there's some stuff that I that uh, that we have to discuss cigar wise with that. That's fun. Uh, that that was the biggest challenge was ramping that up to a level of we weren't just training people the LFD way. We were training people to make new, you know, that hadn't really rolled cigars before. Um, so to, to teach them how to do this skill and at the same time teaching the, you know, the methods and the processes and the, the kind of ethos of what LFD is based on. Yeah. Very yeah. nice. Very cool. So I want to go back to um, the cigar that you're smoking or that, that you're going to be smoking uh, and talk a little bit about the TAA because you, you just got back from Mexico uh, from the, the, the TAA gathering. Um, so for, for consumers and, you know, retailers, people watching and listening to this, give us an idea of what the TAA is and what it means to a company like LFD and how that in the end affects cigar consumers. Yeah. So the TAA is the Tobacconist Association of America, and uh, this is a an exclusive series project that we did in uh, the 49th year. This past year was the 54th meeting and we were in Cabo. It, it, it's a really unique um, organization. They've been around 54 years now. And it's not just, it's not just your largest retailer. Uh, it's not j only the top retailers for each brand. Um, it does represent a significant portion of business for, for most of the, uh, you know, especially on the brick and mortar level. Um, but it, it's a unique organization because it's been around for so long and it's a small group of, of really relationships um, on a personal one-on-one -on -one level. Um, you know, it's not just about product. It's, it's not just about deals. Um, it's really about that relationship. And for a large portion of the members, uh, the associate members, which are the uh, manufacturing side and then the retail members, which are obviously the retailers, they've been around for a while. I mean, these are, these are a lot of these are generational businesses, uh, you know, where there's kids that were, their parents were involved in there or they're still involved and it's being passed on to the next generation. Uh, but it's truly a brick and mortar driven organization. And it's special to, uh, to meet a small, to meet with a small group face to face in an intimate environment like that um, and share best practices, get ideas. Now, you know, whether you take them and what you do with them is your own decision-making. Uh, but it's a really special organization in that way. And, you know, from time to time, I get people that, that aren't members that talk trash about it, like, oh, the GAA, this and that. They're, they're just being, you know, salty. Um, you know, it's it's not everybody's in it. Um, you know, they, they have a very transparent process of, of how to get in. You know, it's on their website. If you're interested in, in getting involved in the process and you're a retailer, you can jump on their website um, at taaexclusiveseries.com is one of them. It has links to everything there, but uh, it's just a really unique group. And in, in, in a small business like the premium cigar industry, to have a small organization of multi-generational retailers that have been around for decades being together is, is always a special thing. Uh, you know, it really brings things back to the root of where the industry was and then brings it to where the industry is going. So it's a truly special organization. We're, at, we're, you know, we're proud to be a part of it. 
Um, and it's always a benefit to, a benefit to everyone involved on a personal level, uh, not just business. And as I said, it doesn't mean that we don't have great uh, relationships or even better relationships with non-members. You know, there's non-members that, that I have equally, if not better relationships with, but it's just a, a really, you know, select group and a small, uh, small association that you, that you can get a bunch of like-minded people together. Yeah. When we've, uh, we've heard from, you know, several people that can't be trusted that it's like the Illuminati, um, <laughs> and it's a eyes wide shut type situation. But, um, you know, we know with, uh, we know there's two shops in the twin cities that are TAA members and, um, they do, a, a great job representing the, the TAA and getting that product out there. So I know that every year I appreciate the offering of, uh, the TAA. Can you talk at all about what the TAA does for the industry as far as any monies that go to, uh, lobbying or, um, helping to grow the industry yeah consumer education consumer education any of anything that anything like that <clears throat> well just this past year the taa um, i'm on their advisory board and this would be my last year but uh, just this past year the taa actually uh, donated money towards the pca uh, for their efforts towards uh, state regular uh, state regulatory um efforts um the state advocacy the the, the really big thing for me that TA does is it's really brick and mortar focused and what makes the industry stronger on a local level are brick and mortar retailers being strong and having a, um, a venue or where they can, you know, discuss ideas where they can be updated on a face to face basis of what's going on with the re with the manufacturer, what's going on as an industry. Um, and sharing those ideas and there's, there's always representation from other associations there you know the pca uh director uh, scott pierce was there this year um so that you know they're involved with uh, a legislative update um so it involves them it's the same things he talks about on um you know on the zoom calls and the the the, mm -hmm. the meetings he has online and the same thing they talk about the pca show so there's no Illuminati thing. There's no different <laughs> message that's being explained to these groups. Like I, I would, I, the reason I say that is, it's like, oh, what's this sharing of information? There's no information that's not public. That's that's not being that's being shared. There. But and honestly, most of the information, discussions back and forth, is stuff that's already been talked about. Um, yeah. So is there's nothing there's nothing new being discussed, and there's not some secret cigar information about the cigar industry out there. Trust me, we everyone throws on display their their uh their good colors and bad colors it seems like online so there's there's not some secret message sure. but I, I would say the biggest the biggest strength of that group is that it, it helps strengthen local brick and mortar stores um and puts them at uh puts them in a spot uh where they're associating and communicating with other brick and mortars around the country about best practices um and ways to run their business and honestly it's sometimes it's just nice to have you know to know that there's other people that have your back out there uh, you yeah. know, and I, I think that's the big thing of it. So it's great for those retailers to communicate with each other and be, hey, you know, these people do have my back. There's somebody else going through the same thing that I'm going through. There's a lot of successes and there's a lot of challenges. So that, that for yeah. me is the, the biggest uh, the biggest thing that, that gets taken away with that in terms of advocacy. Um, in terms you asked, in terms about the consumer involvement and consumer education, uh, the TA uh, this past year um, uh, brought on a public relations firm. Uh, that you're going to start to see uh, more 
information flowing out of the TAA, uh, which would be nice. Uh, they've already started that. There's, uh, there's more educational information out there for retail outlets that they'll be taking advantage of this year, um, as well as utilizing the social media out, uh, out, uh, outlets as long as well as the uh, websites. As I said, you can go on taaexclusive.com and they've got all the details on exclusive series. And it, it's they said that public relations is going to be really nice. It's such a small organization. There's one person that, that is employed by it. Um, and then it's a board of people that have other jobs. Um, so to have somebody that's been brought in that can focus on information going out, I think, yeah. and it might not necessarily be, it might not necessarily be blatantly noticeable to people. Um, or maybe they think it should be different. You know, that's a different thing. But at least there's an effort being made to, to have an outflow of information. Um, and I think you'll you'll see an impact on that if you're looking closely. Yeah, definitely. Um, and kind of part of what ties into that, or sort of a, a, another piece of it, an extension of it, uh, when you talked about the sharing of ideas and the common bonds and the togetherness piece of it is, the PCA trade show. And from what I understand, you guys are going to be back at the PCA trade show again this year in 2022. Yeah. Yep. Yes. We so, will, we will, uh, we'll most certainly be there. That's fan. And we're, we're super awesome. Yep. Uh, I mean, excited to hear about that. We're also and awesome. We're also super awesome, but, but we are excited. <laughs> I want to know how, because uh, there's a lot of moving parts that go into getting a manufacturer, you know, an exhibit space on the floor and getting it all designed and set up and getting the people there to uh, do the sales. And I, I know there's a absolute ton of moving parts that go into it. So tell us how the prep is going for the PCA show and what you guys are looking at for this year. I'll tell you with any type of trade show, especially a nonprofit organization uh, like the, the PCA or TA or anything like that, or any, any nonprofit in any industry, um, it, it, it really comes down to money, man. You just throw money at it. <laughs> it uh, <laughs> I, I hate to say it, but it's like, like, oh, the moving parts. Yeah, it's, it's the moving parts are real easy. Uh, there's tons of resources, like picking a booth space. You know, our challenge is, you know, we weren't there last year, so we didn't pick right, right the first, you know, we didn't get the first six months of booth space. We finalized everything in January. So, yeah, there's a few different spots, but I, I think we're kind of a destination. But that was a, hey, this is a spot I want. How much does it cost? Okay, write the check. Um, you know, we... We, uh, we have a trade show booth that we've had for about the last eight, nine years. Um, so that's been in storage in Las Vegas and that's been, uh, you know, updated a little bit again, throw money at it. So I, most of these things are, uh, in, in this industry is throw money at it, which I think is one of the challenges because it's really easy to do that. That's why, you know, the show, I think got a little too big in terms of its uh, setup. You know, I've always said we built a, we built a stadium tour for an arena crowd. Um, so it was just like, Hey, you know, I can have, I can make my booth an extra 3000 square feet for 20 grand or, or whatever it is. Um, so I, you know, I think that's a challenge too, is, you know, is the ease of, of that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there are moving pieces. I said the, the logistics, there's people that handle the logistics, you know, there's trade show booth companies that handle the setup. Um, but the, the, the challenging side of it is making sure everybody's on the same page. Um, you know, what are we going to do here? What's going to go on with the product? Um, when is everybody coming in? The, that, that becomes the, the hardest part in, on a human level, uh, because the other side of it, like the actual coordination of the booth of uh, where you're going to put a sign up that comes down to how much does it cost to do it? How much are you willing to spend and how nice do you want it to look? 
um, and you know, with the available space that you have. Um, so I, I'm not saying that part's not challenging, but at least it's a known value. The, the non-known side is preparation of product, um, how, how many people are going to be attending, and on terms of a retail side, um, the logistics of that uh, are the more challenging side of it. Um, not the most work, but the more challenging because you, again, you're working with with unknowns. Where on the other side, you're working with known with known tiers of of, of buying, <laughs> essentially, and uh, you know, and fundraising, uh, which is essentially what the money's getting thrown at. All right, hear me out. <laughs> Carney's Carney at the PCA, where you set up like a, a basketball shoot. You set up uh, the the milk bottles. You gotta hit down something. <laughs> I, I mean, that's gold. Come on. Well, we dumb? already have we already have the gourmet smoke sessions, which are going to be starting season two in May. We got some announcements nice. on that coming soon. Um, that's going to be a different concept uh, than last year and bigger, better. Um, so that you know, that's that's time consuming in itself but yeah. the, the whole the whole pca for me is a carney's carne i mean i go out and have steak every night um, you have the you know the fortunate uh, uh, fortunate uh, enough to have dinner with me we we, we eat at good steakhouses and so the whole thing is a carney's carne i get it um, it so is to, to add something else and then people have done basketball and things like that you know, i really want to keep it simple on the floor and then we'll get it complicated when we go to dinner Oh, love it. There you go. Love it. That's the best place to put the effort is in, is in the dinner. I mean, the trade show floor is great. Don't get me wrong. Cigar it's ring toss. toss. Cigar <laughs> ring toss. <laughs> That's brilliant. I like that. That's good. We could take. We could set up like a digger. We could set some diggers up. Oh, man. Um, so aside from, you know, the big events like the TAA gathering and the PCA trade show, there's also, uh, as as you know, things are really pretty much ramping up again when it comes to uh, in-store events. So uh, are you guys doing anything as it relates to in-store events um, this year? And how is that, how's that been going as you've been getting back into the groove of that? Yeah, so I, we would have started some stuff earlier. I still have the season one finale of our gourmet smoke sessions, too. That's with Corona Cigar Company. We have a special cigar we're working on with them that should be done here soon. Uh, so it's most likely the season finale of season one and the beginning of season two of the gourmet smoke sessions are going to be pretty close. Uh, but for me personally, that's that's my main focus is the uh, gourmet smoke sessions. The season two this year is <laughs> I think Mike's on his way. Uh, he just texted me. He's like, he goes, he goes, I'm coming. Don't shoot. Oh my god. Yeah. So, I was just gonna uh, anyway, say, what is yeah, the over great. under that yeah. he gets like, pulled dude, over is, on the way? He, well, he is very, he is pretty close. It's probably oh, he? like okay. 15 minutes. Yeah. No. So uh, the the gourmet smoke session for me in season two is going to be taking it to another level. It's going to be called uh, the gourmet smoke session, the Florida Minicana gourmet smoke session tour del mundo. It's tour of the world. Uh, so every session will have five cigars that are blended from tobaccos in different parts of the world. There'll be a Dominican Puro. Oh, he's here. <laughs> he made it. Oh, the dog's going nuts. The uh, So the Tour del Mundo will take off. That's all. He got a fiver for this, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he got a fiver for this. Our friends from Cigar Hustler. Good to see you. 
He's wearing no pants. <laughs> <laughs> I expect nothing less. I, if he was wearing yeah, pants, have I'd a be seat. disappointed. I heard there'd be steaks, man. Well, place? I got pork. I did pork tonight. <laughs> so the Tour del Mundo will pair its cigars with five different dishes that are curated from around the world, too. So um, here we go. <laughs> this is awesome. So the uh, we got the same haircut practically now, too. So, uh, so yeah, that's going to be my main focus uh, for this year as we do that. And then my sales managers will be doing their own themed events um, around there, too. But we're looking to do about 15 to 20 gourmet smoke sessions. That'll be a real focus with that. And uh, those will be starting in May. But the grand finale of season one is going to happen first. But like I said the whole event experience will be really different for us because I, I learned things that worked well last year and through COVID and things that didn't work well. Um, so I'm like. The, the signage and lighting we're going to have different lighting and signage it'll be like showing up at a, at a premiere um in a real function so it's going to we're going to really elevate the in-store version of it uh the virtual side of it will be will be <clears throat> a little bit different than in years past too so a lot of great stuff going on well i and i love i love the fact that it's 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 way outside the box it's really innovative because most cigar events you go to a you go to a shop and the sales rep, the local sales rep is there with a folding table and boxes yeah. of cigars and T-shirts and can koozies and that kind of thing. This is this is way other level that you guys are doing. And I love that. Well, and we've been trying to we've been doing that to an extent for many years. It started off all this kind of started about nine, ten years ago as a concept called a night in Santiago where we did dinner and a cigar seminar, like a reverse journey of how a cigar got to you. and then. Um, the, the reason I started doing it is because I hated setting up a table and asking people, Hey, what do you like to smoke? I, nobody wants to be hassled. Um, you know, and there's some people that can sell stuff that way and it does well for them, but this wasn't about being a sales promotion. This is about uh, building loyalty with a retailer, building loyalty with a brand. And, and I think if you give somebody a great experience and they participate, they get great value. Everyone wins the retailer. I win. Um, you know, LFD wins, the, the consumer wins. If everyone gets a good deal, the likelihood of somebody smoking your cigar longer um, is huge. And, and, and somebody buying five boxes of cigars because you're going to give them 27 ashtrays and this and that, that's great. But yeah. that, that's not loyalty. You know, you're essentially buying them. Yeah. And that was how the industry kind of turned into that. So I, I think you're going to see a lot of differences in events and experiences out on the road. You're not going to see anything in cars because I dare anybody to try, show up cook set up all the stuff we set up uh, coordinated i'm adding a wine pairing version of that wow. this year too so people will be able to buy wine uh nice. from uh, a sommelier that i have here locally in orlando that's uh, able to ship nationwide so uh, we're going to be adding wine pairings so we're going to really take it to another level um so there's a lot of good stuff coming and uh, if anybody's trying to do something similar we're going to double up on you and do it twice as nice <laughs> nice and i just i just realized something too that mike can't hear what we're saying right now you know, you know, I was thinking about giving a microphone, but I don't know if that was true. No, or not. let's keep him in the dark. Let's keep him in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, you know, he's in the chat. He's in the comments section there, so he can do some damage. I'm gaze into your eyes. Yeah, what are you smoking? Yeah, uh, it's an LFD. He's smoking. It's he's smoking an LFD. LFD. It's a TAA exclusive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, you're going to see a lot of change in the event programs that, that industry, the companies does. I think, you know, that was one of the good things that's going to come out of this is people want it really, you know, want real experiences. They, 
and you'll still have people set up at a table because that's the easy thing to do. It's logical. And, but I told my salespeople, I'm like, if you're going to do that, you might as well just not do the event. It's not worth your time. It's yeah. really just a way of getting an order into the retail shop, uh, which is fine. But, you know, right now we're all backed up. So the last thing that you need is another incentive to get product in. You really need to be, you know, building the brand and doing things that one are enjoyable for you. And if it's enjoyable for you as a salesperson, it's going to be enjoyable for the retailer and the consumer. Uh, you know, if you, if you don't like doing it and you think it's annoying, then that's what the retail and consumer thinks too. They're just doing it because it's easy. And I know that people hate that because we talk about it all the time. Like I run into sales executives, I run into sales reps like, oh, you know, all I do is stand here and set up a table and I got to beg these people to buy cigars. And, <laughs> and why are you doing that? You're complaining to me about it. And why are you doing it? You know, so yeah. that's what we decided to do is we're not going to do that. Yeah. M most, most of our, you know, seasoned cigars consumers we have enough ashtrays and t-shirts and can koozies and bottle openers and whatever other swag you can think and, cutters and and not that that thing isn't you know that that stuff is 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 great for cigar consumers who are still kind of working their way into the hobby and the and the cigar culture and all that stuff but i agree with you that creating an experience and that that keeps your it keeps your brand memorable is is i i don't know i just think it's more fun there's certainly a time and a place for those other things absolutely after you've been in business for 28 years like lito and inez have the best way to represent our you know their brand and what they've built is to represent it in the best fashion and in a really positive experience um yeah you know you know i use another cigar company for example you know padron's been around for 50 years they're one of the most respected cigar companies out there they're not standing there handing out cigars and begging people to smoke them. Um, you know, they're not saying, Hey, what do you normally smoke? You'd like this Padron 6,000. And then you know, <laughs> that's, that's just a different thing. You know, when, once you've become established, people have a, you know, I think our, our consumers have an expectation of us. That's higher than being a, you know, than being a sales pitch man. Uh, when you walk in, you know, I want, I want them to experience a brand. I want them to experience uh, food. I want them to experience what we, what, what, you know, what we do internally and, and, you know, really the passion that Lito has for it and his wife have for, it. um, you know, this was, you know, this business was started to make great cigars, um, and be an enjoyable experience and create a really positive lifestyle. And yeah. we want people to have the same experience when they have our cigars. So I want to go back again to what we were talking about. And by the way, this, this bougie lighter that Garrett has, they don't give these lighters out at events. This is way too bougie for an event giveaway. The, the lighter Garrett has. Yeah, but I do, I mean, as far as swag is concerned, I do agree that a great lighter is good swag. Yeah, if it's a and good those, lighter, Yeah, absolutely. and, the, you know, the, because there's either the cheap lighters and cheap cutters, or there's the nice cutters and nice lighters. Yeah. But, you know, I'd rather see a company put their time and efforts into putting out a good product or a good party or get together than, than really getting some sick swag game. Yeah. I appreciate yep. both, but I have my preference. So I want to I want to go back and talk about the rolling school, the school of rolling, the school of rock, the the school. So how the school of rolling came about was we, as we talked earlier, we started a rolling school. There was shortage of rollers, so we were educating not just rollers that had experience, but people who were looking for jobs. Um, and as we were, you know, as we're in this big boom, there was a shortage of that. So there's a lot of people in jobs. There's a lot of education with it. So we started making these four and three quarter by 
you know, 42 bundles in Connecticut, Habano, Sumatra. We have a uh, Cameroon version of it too, but uh, the ones we're focusing on are the Connecticut, Sumatra, and Habano. Those are the main ones that rolled. They, they started showing up in the office. And I'm like, what's going on with these things? Are, are, are these coming from our rolling school? Uh, so we internally were talking about a concept behind it. And, and at first we were like, oh, hey, you know, this is a really nice cigar, but it's unbanded. It has no branding to, towards it. And I was telling you guys earlier, my concept was how to move. I was just going to smoke them. And then there was tens of thousands of them. Um, so, you know, Lito and Ez and Tony and I, we all sat down. Um, and what popped in my head was School of Rock. I was like, oh, this yeah. is a rolling school. This is a school of rolling. Uh, so we put together a little edu- a little logo, which we're going to be announcing this probably in the next officially in the next few weeks as soon as the packaging side of it's done. Um, the bundles are packaged uh, with some with the school of rock uh, school of rock school of rolling logo, uh, but there is a little pack a uh, tabletop and like humidor top uh, packaging coming out. Uh, as soon as that gets officially in my hands, uh, we'll announce that. So sometime in the next month, uh, we'll be releasing the school of rolling class of 2021 so these cigars were made from the future of lfd um that just graduated in the class of 2021 towards the end of last year um and we'll start being in retail stores here in the next few months and they're great little cigars i, I you know yeah. the uh it's all lfd tobacco that they're not seconds um mm-hmm. they are cigars that they started working on and and, and you know graduated off them and, and these are not the rejects these are the ones that that they finished that had the quality and consistency of it uh, so these are truly the cigars that the future rollers of LFD and now present rollers are working on. And we'll have subsequent releases as, as different sizes are made and different classes go through the rolling school. We'll have different releases uh, of that, uh, but those will come what available as, as they graduate in. Yep. Yeah. Such I, a great idea. I think it's a very cool idea and we can, we can attest because uh, John was kind enough to send us some samples. These, these are good little cigars. <laughs> And Imagine somebody that just joins the show right now and they see him sitting here and he's just smiling <laughs> and giggling, not communicating. Like it's like I have a like I have a little parrot on my shoulder. <laughs> he's your pet. But yeah, it's a it's a cool concept, man. I'm glad you guys like it because that that's when when we sat and talked about like, wow, this is a great idea. This is what it is. Um, it's very, you know, black and white. That's it was a school, rolling school and this the school of rolling. And they made them in 2021, so this is the class of 2021. So uh, he said there'll be there'll be more of them, and because we've always been doing this, it just never had that that name behind it. And I think it's going to really give people the chance. And the price is right, man. They're like three bucks um, MSRP, so yeah. it's the price is nice on them, and it gives people a chance to grab something that's quick, um, a little bit smaller, and, you know, and appreciates tobacco and experience, you know, uh, experience something uh, before it becomes, you know more before it becomes a chisel this this person learned this and now they're you know they're going to be making chisels 700s diggers um you know the sky's the limit with it (laughs) and illusion bulls yes (laughs) the same people still make the bulls it's the same like six people that have been making them so that hasn't changed too much maybe i missed it but are we keeping track of uh the sales of of these cigars and will sales of those cigars get filtered back into the school to or what what's oh. uh is there any so, specifics with so no so this it's it's not like a it's less it's it's let it's more of a training it's more of a training program than a school 
So it's right. it's not like the Cigar Family Charitable Foundation where this you know where we're we're not like putting children in and right. educating them and yep. yeah so it's you know so they're getting paid while they're in this program no for the cigars yep. they're rolling and whatnot. Got um, it. So yeah, so no, it won't siphon back into it okay. in that regards any other way than the regular cigars we make sure. would siphon back into it. Um, so the the goal is as they work through it and they graduate in, then they then they they get a you know they get to go in and start making the regular production cigars, which is where the real money's at in terms of rolling. Um, yeah. so, you know, I said it won't siphon into it any other way than just normal revenue. We did have an important question and what <laughs> is the, uh, the daily protein intake, um, <laughs> sitting at the table there? What are they saying? Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> oh, he takes a, he, he takes a dry though. So <laughs> yeah. it's really hard to judge. Oh, he loves it dry. He yeah, loves, loves it so, right. So no, the protein. The question was protein intake. Yeah. So I, I at, at my high at my highest when I'm at my peak, uh -huh. I consume about two hundred to two hundred twenty five to two hundred fifty grams of protein a day. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know how much. What do you? I'm, what do you? I'm about two fifty to two seventy five. Yeah, yeah. So, so and of that, at least hundred and twenty of it per day is the dry. Is the dry? Yeah. So so I, I don't do protein powder anymore. Mine's mostly with food. So like if you've seen me recently, yeah, uh, I'm running big. Like I weigh wow, like two ninety. Yeah, yeah. I run that's like two ninety right now, and that's because yeah. most of the protein I'm getting is through food. So the calorie intake's so huge. I'm starting to go to a lean protein diet. So it'd be game meats and stuff, which I started before Mexico and now it's just been a, a mess for the last ten days. He's but, been hiding from me. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. Game. But when you when you're leaning it out and you're doing protein powder, you know, the calorie content per gram of protein is super low. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so probably about 500 grams of protein per day are getting consumed on this video. Minimum. Yikes. Minimum. Yeah. Minimum. Yeah. And how many cans of, uh, uh, bang? Well, I don't do caffeine at all. Oh, okay. So I, don't, I don't do any I caffeine. So like I drink coffees, decaf. I maybe have one diet soda a month. Uh, that's all really after caffeine. You drinking bang all the time. Well, I'm ghost now. Yeah. Oh, you say, yeah, ghost. Ghost is a great product. If uh, anybody's doing any lifting, they make some really great BCA powders. They got, um, they got something like Swedish fish flavor. Uh, they got today. the sour watermelon ones. Delicious. They got sour patch kids. But yeah, ghost is real popular, but uh, yeah, no, I don't do any caffeine. And pre yeah. We've been liking that, uh, that liquid death water. Oh, I love that liquid death that, water. Our buddy Todd bought a bunch of it, and and we brought it down to Indiana with us, and and had a bunch of it uh, a couple weekends ago. And liquid uh, death I, water yeah, stuff's really good. Yeah, it's metal. It's like the metal. It's like the hard rock of water. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, they, they look like ski, they look like skeezed out beer cans. Hundred percent. But it's yeah. just water. Yeah. So you see a kid drinking it, you're like, who gave that kid a beer? <laughs> Even knowing what it is, every time I see it, I think that there's, I think it's beer. Every single time. Yeah. Um, Have you guys ever arm wrestled? No, no. Oh. Uh, no. Arm wrestling, when you become an adult, unless you're doing it like professionally <laughs> or something to do, can be really painful, man. Like right now, I got an elbow thing going on here. If I were to arm wrestle, it'd be oh, sore. And then, it, yeah, so it's, you're it's making really excuses not... already. I don't know. I don't <laughs> you, know. Well, you know what? You two arm wrestle. We'll see how your arms feel next <laughs> I'm, I'm messing with you, bro. <laughs> I'm saying. Uh, no, I, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't arm wrestle a, uh, six year old and win most likely. Um, but yeah, so, so that school, the rolling thing is going to be, a, is a fun project. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, the, the cool thing is going to be, we've been working on 
we've been working on a lot of products the last few years and we've been really limited to being able to, to release things obviously with the partial capacity. And I, I will say one thing that people have said, Oh, you know, we haven't released new products in the last two and a half, three years. And that's because we've been focused on core items the most we can. Um, so it's not like we're short on product and all of a sudden there's a bunch of new things that have come out. So there has been a lot of good products and a lot of research and development and tweaking on things. So there's, there, you know, you can expect to see some new items this summer. Um, and those are projects that have had several years in the making. So, um, and we really focused on the ones that are the best projects. The LG line uh, has been almost seven years since that was released. Not the small batch, but the regular LG. Uh, that, that's supposedly going to be coming back sometime uh, towards the end of this year. I've been smoking those test blends oh, with Lido for the last four years. Uh, so we're really going to get to you know put products out uh, with the new products the way that we want to and we see fit. And then we'll get to relaunch some uh, you know, seasonal lines like LG in a better way that, that put them into the right retail outlets and are, are managed appropriately. That it'll really have big impacts on the brand. So, um, you know, I think the big thing of coming out of this, this big boom and coming out of challenging times is uh, what did you learn from it? And did you look back at things you were doing really well? And, and if you keep doing the same things you were doing prior, um, it's going to be really challenging. Um, you know, yeah. innovation has got to be important. Uh, the products have got to be laser focused and then how they're distributed especially for a company our size how the distributed is going to be uh, vitally important too yeah so is it oh is it time i think it is all right it is now time for this week's numero, numero de los muertos <laughs> and as always numero de los muertos is brought Don't to us it. by it's gonna Numero de los Muertos, episode 152. Garrett, what do you have for us this week? All right, guys. Here's what I got. Can you hear us now, Mike? It's Is it protein powder? No, he still can't hear us. Okay. I, no, protein? he can't hear us, but I'll, I'll let him know on the, the death. Thing. All right. <laughs> is it protein powder? It's not protein okay. powder. All right. 189,000 people a year die from this globally. Oh, big number. Right. 189,000 people a year okay. die from this globally. Globally? Yeah, That's we got to guess big, what it is. 189,000. I feel like I've always been somewhat in the ballpark on this game. Yes. Yeah. All right. Is it uh, workplace? Is it a workplace accident? No, it is not. Okay. <laughs> 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 uh, Skip's got a good one there. Uh, um, it's not workplace. How many questions do I get to ask? Any? Yeah. yeah. Yes or no all questions. Right, all right. Not workplace related. Is it? Okay. Is it in the home? It is not in the home. So not in the workplace. Home. Not in the home. Are vehicles involved? Pandemic related. Correct. No. 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 And the next uh, question was: Are vehicles involved? No vehicles. No vehicles. No vehicles. No mode of transportation. Not in the no. Car. Not in the car. Um, 
bar stool upside down. That's that's special. It is not that. It is not oh, a disease. disease. It is not a disease. No, she's not. She's um, uh, does it happen on land or water? Land. Land. It have to do with barbecue. It, does it have to do with food? No. Um, is it in the gym? Is it happening in the gym? <laughs> no. Asbestos is a good is a good guess. It is a good guess. guess. Pretty good. It is not yeah. asbestos. Keep watching the show just for Dallas. My so it's all right. So is it is it gender specific? Is it, it is more? Not. Okay. It's not gender. No home. No workplace. And it's no not. You said it's not a disease, right? Correct. Not a okay. Does it happen while using an electronic device? Um, it can. Yeah. But that's going to probably throw you off the trail, to be honest. Is it direct? Okay. Is it directly related to any type of military conflict? No. <laughs> is it weather related? Oh, uh, it is. That is a question. Great question. It is not. Wow. It's Both such, of those skip guys. skip turned that into the most popular answer. Yeah. Um, but that, we already did that one. That was so 2020, guys. That was so 2020. Paper, um paper cuts. Wow. I mean, I, I would leave the stat there. Is it is it arm wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> it is not arm wrestling. Um, is it is it related in any way to a recreational activity? It is definitely not. So it's not a workplace accident. It's not a recreational activity. It doesn't happen in the home. No vehicles are involved. Mm -mm. What the hell? It's not a disease. It's a big number. It's 189,000. Is it the LFD school of rolling? (laughs) Yes. Yes. We've had no deaths. No deaths at the LFD school of rolling. No deaths. 189,000? Not not for voting for senile leaders. Not cooking Cook, related. Cooking related. Yeah, but that's in the house. Not cooking, knife not, wounds. Not knife wounds. Not natural causes. Not are firearms involved? Firearms are not involved. Are there are there animals involved? Not animal involvement. There aren't. What the hell? Fuck. This is brutal. Well, you got to figure is that the there's the toughest one I can remember in a long in time. World. And 189,000 people of that die. That's not a big number. Man, I feel like I asked like three questions the last time and I like, boom, nailed it. I know. Yeah, you. I think you got it right away last time. <sighs> what the hell? This is... Yeah, no animals, no bears. Is there any... Like 1%. Is there another like kernel you can... It is medically... No it is in the medical arena. But it's not a disease. Correct. All right. And it's not consuming anything. Correct. Correct. It's not a consumption of something. Correct. Because I was going to say consuming. Wa- I was going to say water. We said it could happen with electronics. That's the only hint that we have. Yeah. Is it related to the? Are the electronics plugged in or are they battery operated? Uh, they're plugged in. Plugged in. Plugged in. Okay. Is it related to hospitals? Yes. So what's plugged in that's not in your workplace, not in your home? I'm going to say, once I guess, am I done? One second. No. Well, no. Once once we get it, we we don't stop till we get the right answer. Uh you guys. Electric. So got I'm. A, gonna, we've got a. We've got the correct answer. Who put it? All right, in so I haven't seen it. 
but I'm going to say when um, 189,000 people in a hospital could be an electric issue. In a hospital? In a, could be, yeah. So I'm going to say 189,000 people die from uh, electrocution in a hospital. So the correct answer is on the operating table. <clears throat> 189,000 people die on the operating table. 189,000 people die on the operating table. Ah. Wow. For, so for any type of... For, yeah, any time from, basic. from minor to major, but <clears throat> the mass majority of those are during um, uh, ablations and... Ablations. Um, and uh, laparoscopic surgery. And I have the... So it was That's shocking. Depressing. It was shocking yeah. to me the the country that is most at fault. Now, so there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven countries that make up most of this. Some of these aren't surprises, others are. The the biggest offender is Tajikistan. And these <clears throat> countries are known to have um, good medical care. So for the countries that are considered to have good medical care, uh, Tajikistan is the number one offender. Then it is uh, South Korea, uh, Democratic People's Republic, uh, Dominican Republic. Um, then it's Panama, New Zealand, Italy and Japan. So Japan is the worst, is the best of the worst. South Korea and Japan are really surprising to me. Right? I would yeah, never is... have any of those procedures done in the other three places you mentioned. Yeah, right. be, I don't, I'm afraid to be treated with like a cut. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> yeah. Like if you said, oh, the Dominican Republic, let's go get an ablation down there. Japan is a surprise. I, like Japan's a shock. I mean, that's a, you know, that's a world power. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, South Korea has got all the technology in the planet. Interesting. It's being interesting to read into. Mm -hmm. All right. So that was this week's numero de los muertos. All right. So let's jump into the lightning round. And the lightning round is brought to us by our friends at J.C. Newman Cigar Company. They are America's oldest family-owned premium cigar maker, creators of the popular Brick House. Perla Del Mar, Diamond Crown, and the American J.C. Newman Cigar Company operates out of their 112-year-old El Relo factory in historic Cigar City of Tampa, Florida. For more information on their cigars or their visitor experience, please visit jcnewman.com and make sure to go to howaboutthatcigar.com. Click on the button on the right-hand side of your screen right on this same ad that you see now, and it'll give you all the information that you need about the J.C. Newman visitor experience. Um, so, lightning round, you've been on a couple times, John, so you're going to get some fresh lightning round questions. So, I'm ready for you guys. if you were suddenly a billionaire, what would be the first unnecessary thing? I mean, after you hired the tax attorney and did all the responsible stuff, what would be the first unnecessary thing you would spend money on? I'd probably rent out something I'm not supposed to be renting out like a, like an entire theme park for myself. 
Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, like that's what I do. Something that 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 I like doing or I've kind of enjoyed that's been ruined for me. I would rent the entire thing and be able to do it on my own. Ruined. Yeah, yeah. So like ruined by like, like, by other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, over a long period of time. So like, yeah, renting renting a facility out like that. Like, like I'd go to like Disney and be like, here's like, here's ten million dollars. I want the Magic Kingdom for the day. Nice. That would be awesome. Um, yeah. All right. But so definitely something like that. Let's say the zombie apocalypse is coming. Who are the three? cigar industry people that you want on your team to fight against the zombie horde the zombie apocalypse comes who do i want in the cigar industry on my team i, I would go number one i'd go i'd go with Lido. number one he's a scrapper <laughs> he would find a way he would find a way i'd go with him second i'd take christian aroa he's got a private jet oh there you go there you go his family <laughs> I got a train going by here real quick. One second. Everything's <laughs> the train. It's train time. Just talk amongst yourselves. I'm so gonna Christian's got a private. Christian's got a private jet. He's his company's been based out of Honduras, which is the most challenging, except recently with Nicaragua, the most challenging of the three major cigar countries uh, we smoke here. So he's dealing with a lot of crap. Um, and then. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick one on a, on a left field here. I'm taking John D. Oliver. Great move. Oh, from, from Roma Craft because that man has one of the largest arsenals that I've ever seen. Really, and he's a big man, and he'd fight to the death. He's large, and he's yeah, large. he's a large dude, and that's a really out of left yeah. field one. I um, love it. Yeah, I'm literally, literally, I'm going above any other any other cigar celebrities or anything. I'd take those two private jet. Lito's a scrapper. Um, he's and, been brought and the up. armed guard. Yeah, and yeah. then you got then you got John, and I think John. If anyone does this without picking John, they like don't. if someone was to come up and either pick you or I because we're big dudes, I'd be like, "You're an idiot. You yeah. picked the big dude with the big gun." With the gun. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm taking John D. Oliver number three, and he might be the most important out of all of them, other than the transportation side. Yeah, love it. Absolutely. All right. So let's say you're at a cigar club one night, and it's karaoke night, and you are forced to get up and sing a song what's the one song you pick that oh, geez that's tough that's tough the only thing that's coming to mind is will smith's song since it's all oh i've talked God. about all day <laughs> what are you talking about this is an easy yeah, question you go bon jovi yeah live what living, living on, on a prayer, prayer. It's, yeah. it's a classic you get yeah. everybody going yeah i'm probably forced up on stage bon jovi's good I'd, I'd probably do a Will Smith song right now. It's the only thing I get in my head. So it's the lightning round. I'm not supposed to be answering what I would actually do. I'm overthinking it, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I'd, I'm gonna pick, yeah, any Will Smith song right now because I can't get that stuff out of my head today. Getting slappy with it. <laughs> Getting slappy with it. Oh, I love it. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's jump into uh, notable smokables for this week. And notable smokables on how about that cigar live are brought to us by our friends at Ace prime notable cigars notable passion notable purpose uh so john you remember each week we name a cigar that we smoked recently that was interesting to us it could be a cigar that's been on the market forever and we just had for the first time in a long time or something we we tried for the first time ever so obviously you're smoking mostly lfd but 
when you get a chance to jump outside of the LFD portfolio, what is something you've had recently that ca caught your interest? This is the perfect question because I, on last Wednesday, smoked the Asylum April Fools, the oh, nine by nine. Not. I did, and I got a picture, and I'll show oh. you. I'll pull it up here. I, I smoked one. the nine by ninety, and uh, so I went up to Christian and Tom. I was like, "Hey guys, I never asked for anything." I was like, can you save me one of those cigars? And Tom's like, I'll give it to you right now. He's like, if you light it up. And I'm like, absolutely. There it is. Oops. Oh, that's funny. oh my goodness. Oh. What? Wow. <clears throat> I smoked it for five and a half hours. Did you make it? All the it? way down to about the oh. last inch. Yeah, yeah. You know, the thing was, it was, it was a really good cigar. The tobacco was great. It wasn't sour, anything like that. It tasted fantastic. The draw on it was good. The only problem is this is something we take for granted and we complain about a different size of better smoke experience. A nine by 90 is a really challenging smoking experience. Like I was smoking it with my, in my fingers like this at first and I accidentally flung it because it was so big. So I <laughs> smoked it the entire time with, with almost my, with almost all five fingers on the cigar to hold it in place. And it was mostly four fingers, even when it was halfway. So it was the smoking experience, not because of the actual flavor, but managing something that big for that extended period of time. It was just a lot of work, uh, but it was, it was good, man. It was, it was good. I was pleasantly surprised. It was absolutely ridiculous. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so there you go guys. Top that one. I, oh, I I I can't top that, but I will ask Garrett what his notable was. This uh, today I had the JSK Tyrannical Buck Barber Pole. Oh yeah, yeah, delicious. Yeah, I had one of those. That's weird. I had one of those today too. Did you? When we we had a um, meeting earlier with some media folks, and I had one of those during that. Uh, but my notable this week was actually uh, when was it? We were at uh, Sodi's. Was that Sunday? Sun uh, no, Saturday. Saturday night. night. Um, the Ashton rep was was in town, mm -hmm. and uh, he, you know, had cigars. He was handing out to some of the guys there, and um, you know, the handing out to employees. And Garrett and I aren't really employees. I mean, we are, but we're like the last resort guys. If they can't find somebody to work on some random Sunday, they're like, "Hey, call Matt or Garrett, and we'll see if they're and." yeah so we go in and work and so the ashton rep was there and um it had been a while since i'd had a cabinet an ashton cabinet so i i said yeah thanks i'll take one of those and uh smoked it the next day uh here in the in the studio and forgot what a nice right? cigar that is nice mild <clears throat> cigar i love that so it's been been a while since i had one of those but yeah i cannot uh, i i one of these days i may try a big cigar like that like the the nine by 90 but well, a good question by our guy, Mark. How many relights on that, John? Oh, that is a good question. So I only relit it once, and I was smoking it during the TAA mini trade show they have going on. Um, so there was a lot going on I was carrying around. But I, I only relit it once and only had one touch-up. And that was wow. only because the only time I did is because I flung it. It went out of my hand, and it bounced around. It even had a little crack, and it correct, corrected itself. I was really impressed with it. Um, I, I don't, I would smoke it again. I'm not going to go out of my way to do it because it was, it was definitely a, uh, task. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it was, yeah, it, it, it was, it wasn't just the commitment, man. It was just a lot to, it said, it was just a lot to handle. I know people are joking around about it, but it literally was a lot to manage. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was, it was a challenge. <laughs> so uh, let's give our viewers and listeners an idea of some cool stuff we have coming up. Uh, so we're going to be in April uh, before we know it. So in the month of April, on April 4th, we have Ashley from the Big Ashes Cigar Club. Uh, and then on the 11th of April, we have Terrence Riley from Aganor Salif. On April 18th, we have Jay Davis from Blue Smoke of Dallas and also a member of the PCA board. And closing out April on the 25th, we have Fred Rui from Illusione Cigars. So make sure to stay tuned for that. Uh, so, John, give us give uh, our viewers and listeners uh, where, a final plug. Where's the best place for them to keep up with all the best stuff from LFD Cigars? Yeah, so always I got new things uh, weekly on my social media, uh, LFD Carney, on all the social media outlets. Um, keep your eyes peeled. I said the next month uh, in April is going to be an announcement of a lot of different things coming up. Um, you know, we said we got the gourmet smoke sessions toward El Mundo season two, starting in May season one finale coming up April and May as well. Uh, so there's a lot of exciting things with that, but our, our social media is the best place to follow us. LFD Carney and then LFD cigars. Um, we, uh, that, that's the best spot. That's where we always release everything first. Um, you know, Tony manages our whole Instagram feed. He does a great job with photos of current products, new products. Um, we've been posting up some of our uh, astronomy ashtrays recently. There's a new batch of those coming in the next few weeks in a different color. Uh, so keep peeled on that. But it's going to be a really exciting six months for us. I mean, we've been spending the last two and a half years uh, playing catch up, staying as caught up as we can. Um, and, you know, kind of the, uh, you know, the chains have come off a little bit. And we're going to be able to do some of the projects and uh, go forward from uh, building off of what we what we've done the last year is uh, said the best we could uh, keeping up with that. So I'm excited for the next six months. I'm excited for the summer be back at PCA. I think it's going to be a big show there. That's the next big thing um, industry wise. And for us, uh, so we're excited about that. Um, but yeah, man, it's been, it's been a busy, it's been a busy two and a half years in terms of managing expectations. I think we've done a great job internally at it. Some people may not think so on the outside, but, I, I get to see inside and out, um, and we've done a fantastic job. You know, the Lido with, with production um, and managing through the most challenging time that we've ever experienced. At the same time, uh, the industry having the growth that it had, it was uh, there was a lot of things learned and a, a lot of great things that are going to come out because of it. So I said we're real excited. Very cool, and and we have to also thank our you know extra surprise guests. Yeah. yeah. Cigar hustler Mike for being are, on the show. Are any of you are any of you able to pronounce his last name? Because I can. I, I think I can. I think I've I've been working Matt on it. I've closest. been working on it over the years. Okay. So, so I'm gonna give you a shot at it. All right, I gotta think about it for a second. Mike Shepenkevich. Mike Shepenkevich. Pretty good. It's pretty good. good. It's pretty good. I know it's not I, spot on, but it's I, I I've been working on it for a couple of years. Shepinkevich. Yeah. Is yeah. it Sezbinkevich? Shevinkevich. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm more, I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there. 
Yeah, I worked hard. I got to I got to make it. I'm, I have a challenge that I sometimes I put an N in there by mistake that doesn't exist. So I have to remind myself that it has all letters of the alphabet except N. Yeah, well, it's, <laughs> it's in there. It's a silent yeah, N. They took silent, it out. It's very quiet. Well, and one of but the no, it's great having on. It's good to know I'm going to have a buddy out here tonight to finish my cigars off. Yeah, so that worked out really here, well. You know? Yeah, dude, so good at uh, PCA this next year. I want to walk around a couple booths with Mike and do a contest to see who can get Mike's last name. Absolutely. You've got, you've got to film it. It's like they did that yeah. with, uh, with city names and town names up in Boston, yes. up in Massachusetts. You got to go around have it on a card and like say this word with his last name. It'd be an absolute <laughs> riot, a great segment. Yeah. I would. No. Yeah. We will definitely, we are going to do that. Yep. So, so Mike, you're, you're, whether you like it or not, you're roped into that at PCA this year. He's committed. Yeah. <laughs> All right, John, thank you again so much for being on episode 152. Uh, we always love having you on the show, brother, and can't wait to see you at PCA. Yeah, looking forward to it, man. I, uh, it was, I'll tell you, it was one of the things I was jealous of. My good friend Matthew Tobacco was the amount of time you all got to spend together over the show last summer and then the TPE. So I, um, I'm looking forward to spending some time with you guys there. And, uh, you know, if it goes well, we, we might we might have to go out and get steak too. So we'll see what happens. Hey, we are down. If you're down, we're down. So absolutely, so just let us know. We will be there with bells on. Absolutely. And hang on for a minute after uh, the show closes to say a proper goodbye. Yeah, sure. Thank you, so viewers and listeners, guys. Again, as always, thank you so much for watching and listening. Uh, if you're on Facebook, uh, make sure to like the page. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to the page. Um, and, uh, if you're listening on the audio podcast, thank you so much. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Make sure to follow us on all social media at HBT cigar. If you guys have questions for Garrett or myself, you can email us on howaboutthatcigar.com. And of course, as always, until we see you guys next time, burn cigars, not bridges. See you guys. Thanks everybody.